Have you ever wondered how deep tech companies actually start? Well, we were too. So in this podcast, we'll be interviewing scientists and entrepreneurs that have taken their ideas out of the lab and turned them into startups. I'm Antonia. And I'm Christina. And this is Startup the Science. This podcast is brought to you by Enam Berlin, the innovation network for advanced materials, bringing together the brightest minds in material science. Visit us at enam.berlin. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to episode four of season two of Startup the Science. Today's episode features the ladies of Edun Technologies. Severin and Katya were here in Berlin for the 2019 AdmaCom program, and that's when we recorded this, so we're really excited to share this episode with you. Edun is doing some really cool things in the wearable space. It's incredibly futuristic and cutting edge. However, it occurred to us while we were recording this episode and also when I was listening back to the episode that it's really difficult to explain or describe a wearable in a podcast. <laughs> so if you're a visual person like me or if you are just curious or if you're a wearables fan, maybe. I highly recommend going to their website. It's eduntechnologies.ch and I'll leave it in the description of the podcast as well. Go there, have a look at their dryodes. If you have a little extra time, see what they're doing in the sports world as well as research. Their video of the free diver is really, really cool. So I highly recommend that. And with that, here is our conversation with Severine and Katya of Edun Technologies. We hope you enjoy. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. It's nice to have you here today. How are you? Good. Thank you. And thank you for having us here today. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, dive right in. What is the problem that your technology is solving? So the problem that we are solving is that long-term monitoring of the body is still quite uncomfortable. Um, if you want to have good signals, like in the clinics, for example. So uh, we are solving this problem and enabling really good long-term monitoring. Yeah, it's like a combination of good signal quality and comfortable electrodes. So long-term monitoring, what are we monitoring? The very classical monitoring would be the heart monitoring. Anything that happens with the heart, if you want to prevent uh, heart, um, heart attacks, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so preventing heart attacks uh, in the wearable space, heart monitoring has been very uh, used for um, stress um, monitoring. But we are also quite active in brain monitoring. So this goes from epileptic seizure monitoring to uh, neurotechnologies to scroll your screen with your brain, for example. So it could be used for preventing um, all sorts of medical conditions, but it could also be used in more like lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle lifestyle okay. applications. Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah, you could picture like a device where you can read on your phone your stress level, um, your maybe your emotions, mm -hmm. and so on. So essentially, you have a product that has a whole bunch of applications from uh, medical technology to lifestyle to anything else where sensors would make sense. Is that more or less accurate? Yes, it's um, platform technology. Yeah. All right. So tell us more about that. What exactly is the technology, as much as you can share? So the technology um, lies very much into the materials, so how conductive they are, how soft they are, how they can adapt to the skin 
Um, so the skin is a very difficult substrate. Everyone is a bit different. Uh, it depends on the day. So it's a combination of know-how of the skin, electrical interface, but also on the mechanical interface, such that not just the electrodes or the skin interface is good, but also how you integrate it in a device so that you reduce noise, um, reduce movement artifacts. But a lot is into materials, how you combine materials to have those USBs. So we've seen your products, so we know what they look like, but because this is a podcast, <laughs> we can't really, we could attach a photo or something. But can you maybe describe what your products look like for our listeners? You can think of um, silicone, but it's like, like a rubber like a very soft rubber you can think of that and there is a part of it which has just a different color because it's conductive so it's a very soft rubber that you can apply on the body kind of if that makes sense <laughs> yes. it's a very nice material it's like, yes. yeah it's, it's like a flat little patch that is shaped like an avocado more or less and where the the um the seed would be of the avocado there the conductive material is so mm -hmm. we have it as internal code name avocado <laughs> <laughs> now we know your secrets um, <laughs> all our trademarks <laughs> So um, you've explained it very well, especially for the more technical people that might listen to us. But what exactly could we do with it? So we have this little sensor in a very uh, nice to the touch material. And then you could apply it to your skin. And what, were, what will be some potential applications of it? I know you have a nice video with a guy diving um, in a very deep pool. Um, what is he monitoring in this case? So in this area, uh, we are monitoring his heart. So we are doing an ECG on him. And this video specifically that we did with uh, Red Bull is monitoring the heart of a free diver. So those are people who don't breathe when they're going underwater um, for two and a half minutes or three minutes. And the heart physiology is extremely interesting um, because they have to really slow themselves down so that they can stay that long underwater. And there is no data currently on ECG for underwater monitoring. So we are very much into exploring the heart physiology underwater. And how is your technology better than others, other ways of monitoring, let's say in this example of free divers? heartbeat yeah so for for the divers i think you could call us pioneers in this area as of now i think nobody could measure the the heart rate of a, of a free diver or any diver wow. underwater you know so our technology and our material our electrodes that we make from from our material enable us to do that that's amazing and you don't have to disclose too much as much as you're happy with but what makes um what what makes that possible how come you can do that and no one else has done it before so the standard electrodes that you know from maybe from hospital from doctor's offices are with a gel so an electrolyte gel is used to increase the contact area from the electrode to the skin and we are making dry electrodes so that means we have no gel if you imagine you have this this gel type electrode on a diver who goes into the water the gel will be washed away very quickly by the water and since we don't rely on on that gel we can still measure underwater so that's great <laughs> so because of the material you use the silicon like material that removes the necessity for the gel is that right yeah that's right because it's it's a very soft interface you don't need the gel to have high signal quality oh that's pretty cool yeah and just to clarify you develop both the sensors and the material yeah That's right. <laughs> Two in one, Eden. That explains the technologies in the Eden technologies. So I think we got a bit too excited and uh, talked straight up about the technology. I do have a silly, maybe a silly question, and maybe it's 
sitting right in front of my face and I have no idea. Those are the best. <laughs> what does Idun stand for? That's a good <laughs> so Idun is the Germanic goddess of immortality. What? Not so obvious. Not yeah. obvious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, yeah. Uh, we started with this name. I mean, my co-founder, he's, he's German, so I think he got excited about German goddess. <laughs> um, and we started with this name and it kind of stuck. Yeah. Oh. Okay, we thought it stood for something. Like they were... Uh, yeah, like no, everyone. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and we were like thinking, okay, how could we make it an acronym like <laughs> uh, intelligent uh, device under, underwater. Under, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Under something. <laughs> But no, it's the German goddess of oh, immortality. It's a good conversation wow. starting. Okay, cool. Oh, but speaking of your co-founder, maybe you can talk a little bit more about your team and maybe the beginnings of Edu. Yeah, you could also introduce yourselves, which I forgot. Um, yeah, so I am the co-founder of Edu Technologies. My personal co-founder, or my co-founder, he's not here today, but I'm here with Katya, and I think Hello. she should explain yeah. What you're doing first? <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm Katja. I have a background in polymer chemistry. And at Idun, I am responsible for material development and product development. And yeah, pretty production of samples. We do a lot of in house testing. Sometimes I supervise the testings. Yeah. So nice. And who did you leave at home and didn't bring to Berlin with you? um so simon he's my co-founder um we both actually studied together but really ignored each other during a whole bachelor we didn't know we existed (laughs) which one of you was the cool kid we both were just not in the same areas (laughs) different kinds of cool no he he no no i'm not gonna say it he's gonna be pissed at me um so I think we were both cool, just ignored each other because we were so cool. That's what cool uh, kids do. Yeah, that's what cool <laughs> kids do. <laughs> um, but we met or we started talking together between the bachelor and the master at an open air music festival. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of how it start. started. And he told me, yeah, he's doing this entrepreneurship course in September when the semester starts. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. I always wanted to do something or yeah, have a project on my own. And we clicked very fast, I think, on the vision level and humor level. We really laugh a lot, but he's very funny also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really funny guy. And yeah, that's how we started. And then we had the whole master to develop the technology. So we, we split the development of the technology. I was really into the materials and structuring the materials. And he went on testing it in real life. So the whole underwater testing everything he did and that's how it started yeah and then you know at some point you're like okay we're gonna it's quite clear that you're gonna found the company and six months after the master thesis we founded the company amazing yeah so really the main lesson is do not ignore the other cool kids in your class (laughs) yeah or just wait until they're ready (laughs) (laughs) when you feel like they're ready to start a company just go for it you know guys just take a little bit longer and be ready (laughs) (laughs) to grow up you know that's why female co-founders are the best (laughs) that's right all right So it was the two of you at the beginning, and now you have a pretty big team, actually. How many are you in total? So right now we are eight people. We have, uh, out of those eight people, two are just for, or no, one is just for a short period with us, and one is part-time. 
and we are hiring two new people. So we're going to be around nine to 10 people. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, that's exciting. Because <laughs> sometimes we talk to, to startups that have, well, one person or maybe two. And that's where they want to get. So mm -hmm. well done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Family's growing. Yeah. Thank you, investors. <laughs> so speaking of investors, was it hard to find people that would trust you enough to give you money? I would say, so uh, we're doing the second financing round right now. So the first one, I wouldn't say it was hard. It was more, it's a long process. It takes time. So I think you should have at least six months to nine months time to really have the money on your account. But the first one is really more about, do you like each other's? more than anything else. We like all of our investors and I think they <laughs> like us. So that, that was a good a good starting point. We also had quite a lot of well, money from family and friends. So mm -hmm. that helped also. Um, it's sometimes emotionally a bit complicated, but it, <laughs> it, it helped. And the second round, I would say the, the, the older you get, the less it's about really how much they like you. I mean, it's definitely important, um, but it's also like, okay, how are you making money? And if it's too wishy-washy, <laughs> if it's not so clear, then it's like, okay, maybe come later. Um, so VCs, they really want to see the commercialization strategy, I'd say. So that gets a bit harder if you're still like working on your business model or shifting markets. Yeah, things uh, are not clear. Yeah, yeah. So because you mentioned in the beginning, your product could have a lot of different markets and applications, And, and now you just mentioned you need to have a clear focus to get investors on board. What's the clear focus that you currently have? What are your first markets? What are you doing first? We are launching our first uh, product in November. <laughs> That's so uh, soon. That's yeah. next month. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> What's it's, the first it's, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's like having a baby. <laughs> More or less. Um, Did it also so, take 10 months, nine months to, yeah, to make? Yeah, hard <laughs> okay. times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this uh, product is launching, uh, as I said, in November. This is for the, for, uh, for the research market. Can mm -hmm. you say market? I'm not sure. So it's, it's aimed at researcher, researchers at research facilities and also at research departments of companies. It's just our most simple design that we have. It's just a flat avocado. <laughs> um, and they can integrate it into their devices how they want. Yeah, this is at the moment the focus, but uh, of course we will not be stopping there. So we have three markets that, yeah, we are not targeting all, them all at the same time, but uh, we have the sleep brain market or like sleep EEG market. I'm just not going to say EEG too much because sometimes people don't know what this is. So sleep brain monitoring. Because there you really need comfortable and high signal uh, quality because brain signals are very small. So um, the signal quality is very important and you don't want to, I mean, if you want to sleep, you don't want to have something uncomfortable. So this is one uh, important market for us. We have the underwater market because uh, as Katya mentioned, we're quite pioneering in this area. So this is for us like open opportunities. And uh, we have a new focus, which is uh, in-ear monitoring. So everything uh, that you can measure from the ears, which it's a very good place to measure. <laughs> and we have a Horizon 2020 research project. So I'm not going to put this as focus, but it's still a research part uh, for us, which is on uh, 
muscle stimulation. Um, so for us, it's uh, understanding how to change the materials that you can stimulate the tissues and record. This mm -hmm. is also a very good market opportunity, but it's going to still need some research. So it's going to be a long, longer time focus, let's say. If you were to tell us a bit more about one of these markets, let's say the first one, the brain, brain sleep. Mm -hmm. So specifically, how would that work? You have the sensor, you're using it as a, as a user. Are you wearing it at night to then monitor your brain activity during sleep? Yeah, so what is on the market right now? There are a few. There's the Fit, uh, Fitbit does that as well? Or uh, in a different they, way? I mean, all the things that is done in the in the watches for sleep monitoring as on activities, how much you move. Uh, so it, it tells you kind of, gives you a, an estimate on uh, your sleep quality, but just on how much you move. There is another company, a French one called Dream. They are like the... I would say the startup unicorn for Sleep EG. Um, and so they record brainwaves activities. And so this is a headband. Uh, so headband is like the way people are going into. So you put a headband on and then you have uh, measurements of your brain activity during sleep. So you can see much better uh, which phases you are into. So it's m more accurate. And is that comfortable to wear a headband? Well, we're not trying to Depends say that they're not the headband. a good startup. <laughs> no, I, I haven't tried it, but I think they're not so bad actually. Mm -hmm. Are they really not so bad? Yeah. And how would yours be placed on? Would you place it on your head directly with not with a headband, but by itself it would stick mm, to the skin? So for or? the sleep EG, we will need to integrate it in a textile. So this is like the technical material part of, for us, the integration in textiles. Um, so what we are working on right now is like the proof of concept of how many of our electrodes do we need and how small they can be and where will they be placed. In the first iteration, we are going for a flat design, like the avocado design. So this is the only places where uh, it's not hairy. So you would have behind the ears, at the forefront. And in a second iteration, we are working on different designs to go through the hair of the electrodes, then you can imagine putting some add-ons for specific monitoring. That is very interesting. I'm just thinking about it, like <laughs> imagining how it would look like and so futuristic. Mm -hmm. So yeah. cool. You are kind of in a market of the future. Yeah. Yeah, so that it's a good thing and it's a hard thing uh, at the same time. So all our customer that we are working with, it's either startups or corporates that are working on the new applications. So put it that way, time to market is quite long. And what about the very, very futuristic applications of it, where you mentioned in the beginning that you would, I don't know, um, control the scrolling on your phone <laughs> or your brain? That's already happening. That's already happening, <laughs> yes. right? There is a, yeah. I'd like to believe it's happening somewhere in the distant future, but it's already happening, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there is this one company uh, in New York where they have this device that you put on. It's a very nice device that you put on top of your motor cortex. So it's, well, let's say, upper part of your brain. And uh, you train, actually, first you train the, the software behind it. Uh, and then when it's trained, you can really scroll the device or scroll uh, with thinking. And they have a very nice uh, videos where actually a girl is cooking. She's baking. So her hands are, yeah, she's just baking and she scrolls <laughs> the recipe with her mind. Oh my gosh. And this works because, it, yeah, we've tried it. We've tried it. And it's quite, it's quite interesting. Is it scary as well or just interesting? <laughs> I'd 
It's amazing. I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's um, amazing too because yeah. that's totally me in the kitchen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can totally relate to this. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, I'm always fascinated by these technologies that start off with an example like that, like she's baking, her hands are dirty, it makes sense. And then if you dig a little deeper, there might be some applications that seem a little strange or um, I remember, for example, there was this debate around Google Glass when initially they were saying, well, it's, it's great because you can walk around and take photos and maybe you don't want to take out your phone and it's just easier. And then the problem was, yeah, but you could also take photos of, I don't know, strangers and you get into this whole privacy concern issues which are very big, especially in Germany. Um, are you worried at all about things like that and your technologies and side effects? Maybe this is a weird question, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good question. I think because we wanted really to go, I mean, the first idea or why we did this were really to promote preventive medicine and we said okay you you don't feel sick so if you want to wear something you it has to be comfortable otherwise you're never going to go into preventive medicine and there is like those insurance companies who are starting to get data from wearables like if you want it's not uh, if you don't want to but still who are getting those data from wearable devices and saying okay if you keep healthy you're gonna yeah have reduction on your Uh, insurance prices but I could also really imagine if you have a very accurate signals and you can really see trends that insurance company maybe at some point can say okay you're really at high risk of having something we are not insuring you anymore so I think that's going to be a problem but it's also a problem that I think politics has to take care of that's mm -hmm. that has to be something more on a national level how to treat those data But yeah, we theoretically, we could enable really trend reading in a person. But the intention is obviously to prevent health problems from popping yes. up, such as heart attacks. And then you would know in advance that you're at risk and you would take action. That makes sense. Great. Well, that was very interesting. And thank you so much for sharing as, as much as you did with us. Um, we usually ask everyone on our podcast at the end of they have one wish, one um, desire they want to throw into the universe. Maybe someone out there listening could help. What would that desire be? Taking, you know, talking about Eden, not like any desire you have. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Katya. laughs> or, or you can also, I guess, uh, mention some personal stuff. <laughs> yeah, we ha I think different things, like very concrete. Um, one would be investment. Uh, so we are still open for uh, one million for um, for our, our convertible notes, and it would be nice to have investors that have have a background either in production or going into those markets. That would be great. Um, so also something that we learn at Enam, <laughs> but that we are really considering is this pilot production. I mean, we have a prototype production. Let's put it that way at our facility in Zurich. But it would be we will be thinking very uh, through through a pilot production. So having someone that has experience um, on building up a pilot production who wants to work in a pilot production phase or wants to give money for a pilot production. <laughs> so either yeah. knowledge or money is what you're Yeah, for. Yeah, knowledge or money. <laughs> Makes I mean, sense, yeah. It's time we don't have. <laughs> so it's going to be knowledge or money, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds great. great. And lastly, um, would you like to plug your website, any social media, anything like that? Yes, so we have a very new website, so check that out. It's, um, It's Idun, really cool. <laughs> Iduntechnologies.ch uh, and we are putting all the news uh, out there. So yeah, check this one out. <laughs> cool. Thank you both so much for being with us today and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank see you, you soon. Thanks for listening to Startup the Science. 
If you like our show and want to know more about what we do, check out our website at enam.berlin. And don't forget to leave us a review. Until next time.